Welcome back to BRB Gamer. You're here with me, Thor. Stubborn Pixel. Retro GM. Checklin. And today we're talking about some uh, classic console modding, some restoration, and uh, it's something that Jacqueline, Retro, and I are, are pretty into, so uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Turn off, turn off your phone. So what have you guys been working on? Jekyll and I know you uh, you had a Game Gear that you've been working on. What's up with that? Oh, man. That Game Gear was a nightmare. So <laughs> I had the bright idea of uh, trying to mod one despite all the warnings I got online about it. Because <laughs> uh, you have to remove something like 15 resistors on this thing in order yeah. to get it uh, even ready to start wiring new things up. And it required me to use my... Uh, uh, flow bench with my heat gun mm-hmm. in order to remove everything, and that took forever. So I tried not to melt pieces while putting new <laughs> on. Eventually, I got everything hooked up, and it was the moment of truth. And I flipped it on, and the screen just stayed black. And uh, Thor and I worked on this thing for like I want to say like six hours back and forth, trying to figure out what was going on. Well, just just it. trying to interpret the guide was a feat in of itself. Yeah, it seriously that was. was. A, that was a bad guide. <laughs> yeah, well written guides make. A world of difference so yeah. i mean well especially when they're expecting you to to hold on to resistors you just took off the board on a 20 plus year old console and put them back yeah. on in another place yeah when step two is remove all the resistors and step eight is by the way those resistors you removed you need to keep track of them because you need two of them back on <laughs> and it's, it's not really a well-written guide but uh <laughs> That one, I'm hoping it was the board, the PCB I got, because I got mm-hmm. a generic one as opposed to the McWill one to save a bit of money, which I guess is my first mistake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're sending me a new one. So I'm hoping that's the issue and it wasn't something that I messed up. Cool. We'll and see, what, was, what was the other thing that you modded uh, LCD into? I couldn't remember the name of it. Oh, the uh, the Nomad. The Nomad, yeah. 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 I'm going all Sega this week. You have the Sega Nomad? Yeah, I just picked one up yes. off eBay for like, a hundred bucks and the screen was bad. So I tore into it and I watched this uh, LCD mod done on Macho Nacho, mm-hmm. uh, one of the YouTube channels. And he said it was like a $15 uh, upgrade or modification. I couldn't believe it. So I was like, well, let me check this out. So I got the pieces for it off of uh, console five. Nice. And it was, it was like 15 bucks and it's like three wires and you're pretty much done. The hardest part is, I mean, the 3d print, but I mean, yeah. if you trim it up a little bit, once you print it out yourself, you're, you're pretty much good to go. Everything snaps into place. No alignments needed. And I mean, it, it looks great compared to the original. I love it. That's awesome. I feel like that's a great price for, the, for finding a Nomad, too. Like, I've never seen one in the, in the wild before. Yeah, I, I looked up the, uh, the pricing on your Game Gear screen mod, and I was just like, oh my god, what? $100 yeah. based for the non-knockoff? And then you were talking about how easy the Nomad was. It's like, man, that's a that's a pretty big divide. Yeah, yeah. the ridiculousness of it is that like uh, a modified Game Gear with that LCD screen goes for like $140, $150. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at like 100 bucks for doing the modification. I mean, wow. I would pay someone $100 for me not to have to do that again. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but 
for the Nomad, like it's like 12 bucks for the mod, and that thing shoots up in price from like 130, 140 up to like 250, 300 easy. Oh, wow. People pay for an LCD mod. But uh, I'm, I was going to sell it just because I, I like modifying new things because I get kind of bored, you know, doing the same ones over and over again. Mm hmm. But uh, now that like I'm playing it, popping a Genesis game into it and playing it portably is pretty damn cool. So I I may end up keeping. It. Yeah, I can I can definitely see where modifying like SPs and Game Boy colors and stuff are you know over and over, and I can see where that would get a little bit old, a little stale. Yeah. But I do know that you and you and Retro have pre-ordered some pretty baller CNC Game Boy SP mods. Oh yeah, the uh, unhinged ones what site was that from retro it is from boxy pixel that's right yeah so it's like all aluminum it's a single frame no hinge in the center i guess hence the unhinged name yeah but uh yeah he was the one to find that it's really cool uh that that's going to be the first boxy pixel aluminum game boy metal shell that i put together i've looked at them before they look cool the game boy color one looks cool in it um before before the the modern uh, screens came out and they they fit better, my friend had a my friend had a workstation set up so that he could do it on you know the Dremel power station thing. And yeah, it was cleaner, but I did mine by hand. Well, so for that CNC mod, or is it? Uh, are you supposed to use the IPS replacement screens, or can you use a one hundred one? Or what's the deal with it? Only IPS. Only IPS. That makes sense. So you're looking at, what, $150 base just for those modifications? Probably at least, yeah, because the screens are, what, like 50 for yeah. an IPS if you get a good deal on it. And then uh, if you get the aluminum buttons plus the shell, you're looking at like 112 You're getting up there, but I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you, once you toss a flashcard into all that mess and you can play NES, GB, GBC, and GBA games on it. Yeah, if you're some kind of maniac. Well, I'm I'm one of those lunatics. <laughs> now I understand about I understand about half the words you guys are saying and throwing at me right now. Um, but it seems to me that you're all wildly brilliant. Um, and you're at the forefront of the modding scene right now. Uh Thor, <laughs> you started a whole new channel uh on YouTube for these for these upgrades and you went on eBay and went nuts getting these things. I did. Um, you went like way more nuts than I went with my next gen purchases. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I had a lot of consoles, and I was just sitting here, and occasionally I get bored and want to want to do some stuff. And uh, while thinking about that, I realized that uh, there there doesn't seem to be a, a solid central resource for a lot of these basic mods. You kind of have to filter through a lot of YouTube channels and stuff. And so I thought, well, I mean, screw it, let's make our own and let's let's do sort of a central resource for a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Hell yes. And it's called Res, Res please. please. Is that stand for Restore, please? <laughs> well, that's a that's a that's a play on the uh, what you would say in an MMO if you died in the field. You know, you ask somebody for a Res, please. So Resurrection, please. That's awesome. Okay, now now I so get it. I uh, I went through a list and I I put that up in in our Discord. But did you check it twice? I did check it twice. Have you been naughty or nice? No. Yes. To both of those. Uh, but I went through a list and I, I tend to keep my consoles and I keep them in pretty decent condition. Uh, and I went through and I said, hey, you know, this is what I have and this is what I want. And then I went absolutely uh, apeshit on eBay 
yeah. and bought everything on my list that I didn't Hell already yeah. have. So there'll be, there'll be quite a bit of, of tear down and rebuild videos as well as um, a really popular thing that's called recapping where you replace the capacitors on the motherboards and it, um, it makes it function like it originally did. So that that's kind of the base. Well, there'll be some mod reviews and things like that in there as well. And uh, Jekyll and Retro have uh, volunteered to do some filming and I'll do some of the voiceovers for that. So for some of their mods. Yeah, guys. So this is like a collaboration project. This is this is such collab, bro. Such collab. Okay. I recorded three videos right now. I did. <laughs> I did the the taking apart of the Game Boy Pocket, and now I'm putting it back together. The third video, cool. I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited to watch these. Uh, I'll be your guys' hype man. You're welcome to edit it. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to send it to you raw. You can slice it up. You know, yep. However you yeah, want. I did a Game Boy Pocket one. I just pick it up and I put it in the trash, and then I take out a Game Boy Color <laughs> and play that instead. But uh, yeah, no, I, I did one too. I did one for the uh, the battery pack, and I'm hoping to put some uh, STL files up there. That people, I keep on having to make replacement parts for my stuff, and now that I have the printer, I'm going ahead. So there should be some designs up there too that people. Awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, we're just. Um... We're going to be filming some videos soon and uh, cutting them together. I, I think that people might enjoy like some uh, some base disassembly videos where things are explained. Hey, here are some problems that you can have with this console. Uh, and I, I think I might put in a long cut for some uh, ASMR as well. No Thor talking, just just hands taking apart classic consoles, cleaning them and putting them back together. A little bit of like clicking on the mic like this. Yeah, just a little, just that little... Honestly, man, I love those videos. They're so soothing. Yeah, they, they are, really I, are. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I'll have those on like forever. There's like them scrubbing stuff. It's just like yep. my background music for whatever I, I'm doing. I've definitely, definitely watched those quite a few times. Yeah. Yep. Well, and there's, there's so little classic console content out there. Everybody's fixed up a PlayStation. Everybody's fixed up an N64 in, the, in these kind of things. But I, uh, I actually have a... Uh, Darth Vader edition Atari 2600 on the way that I'll be making a video for, right? I didn't even know that shit existed, but that's totally a thing. <laughs> that's amazing. Is it shaped like uh, Darth Vader's head? It's shaped like um, sort of like an imperial console, you know, like the, yeah. So got some good stuff on the way. Uh, 7800, obviously. And then a bunch of Game Boy stuff. I already ordered a bunch of Game Boy mods, which that's out there. But I, you know, obviously that's that's a resource I'd like to have on the channel as well. Yeah, you want it to be central. And that's that's another issue, though. Is it? It's not that the content's not out there. It's kind of like where there's no central yeah, location for all of it, and that there's a lot of out there as far as what exists and what the best option. Right, especially for the mods. Yeah, 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 like the TFT versus IPS for the Game Boy Color and the backlight. Yeah, and I'm not hating on anybody. I don't want anybody to no, think no, that. No, not at all. But the quality of some of the videos and the explanations uh, could could go up, in my opinion. Yeah. You mean you mean are, are going to go up once you put it out? <laughs> well, I'm going to try. So, yeah, I, uh, I have a solid Game Boy Advance SP IPS mod on the way. And I'm going to be taking a uh, GBASP001, the kind of the basic bitch GBASP with the crappy screen that's frontlit, not even backlit, and uh, 
making it something nice. And this act, this one is actually my original Game Boy Advance SP that I played with forever ago. So once I get the uh, the thirteen year old Thor sweat out of the cracks, which I'll be cleaning on camera, (laughs) I'll uh, toss in the IPS mod and uh, the new shell and all that good stuff, and it'll be ready to rock. At least it's your own body scum this time, though. I mean, taking it apart and finding yeah. a bunch of like nastiness in there, and you're like, "Whose is this?" It's yeah, kind a bunch of twelve-year-old Japanese boy sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a good line. That is a super good line. That should be like the tagline for the episode. <laughs> the Make the title twelve-year-old is... <laughs> Japanese boy sweat. No. Uh, <laughs> Well, anything's better than the last one where I named it uh, Yuletide Surprise. And I'm like, why did I write, <laughs> why did I write that? I it know. was funny at the time. But it, Three when beers I saw in, it let's do it. Go this. to print. And I was like, what the fuck? Cathonics is like, what? <laughs> like, it's, it'll, it'll, it's funny. It's like fine. Um, <laughs> so one time on eBay, I ordered a, an old gross PS1 shell to put a Raspberry Pi 3 in. Mm-hmm. This is my only my only story I have for for resurrecting an old console but i had to dip it in like bleach and try to clean off that really grody case and i got it pretty nice in the end um then did some 3d printed parts and connected the raspberry pi in and that was it's just super uh, satisfying to uh to play with that old hardware and make it new again so i really understand where you guys are coming from on this and you can just go to town if you get a bunch of units uh, absolutely I've, i've seen a lot of single board computer mods uh, like the Raspberry Pi for uh, Game Cubes and original Nintendos and all that kind of right. stuff. And the great thing about those things is that you can play all your old games. Now, I know right. Jekyll and Retro love to have their cart collections and stuff like that. But I think I kind of balance that out because at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to put everything on an SD card, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Mod- modify the system while you're at it. Modernize yeah. it a bit. You're entitled to be wrong. I know I'm <laughs> entitled to be wrong. And... I mean, I've come around too. I have a couple physical games in my library. I have like seven like mm-hmm. physical games now. So absolutely, I know Jacqueline. You've been collecting N sixty four games. You've made quite a bit of progress on that collection, haven't you? Yes, I have. I ended up trading oh, yeah. like I don't know ten Switch games for like a hundred sixty four games. Pretty damn cheap. So. Jeez, that's a good trade. Yeah. yeah, that is. Just those limited run games, man. You got to pick them up, even if they suck. For some reason, they go up <laughs> in value. So there you go. Yeah. Well, do you have a? Do you have Shadows of the Empire in your collection? Yeah, I do. I have nice. to have. That. I have to have all the Star Wars games. You, you got to. You got to. They're actually really good. And that was like my that was my game when I was younger. Yeah. I remember the uh, the swoop bike riding that through Tatooine. Hated mm-hmm. that level, but now I'm going to play it all again. So. But what about Superman sixty four? You got that one right. That gem? I just got that one in, and I almost want to <laughs> yeah. play it just because of how notorious it is. It's garbage. Like, yeah, it's pretty it, bad. It had it. From what I've heard, is terrible. And I was like, can't really be that bad. So I went online, no. I went to some forums, and someone's like, is this game really that bad? I'm like, cool, someone asked it. And there was like 2,000 responses. They were like, I wanted to throw <laughs> up when I was younger. I played this when I was like eight. And they were just all <laughs> negative. I was like, all right, yeah. well, now I have to try it. There's nothing positive about that game. No. They started a version of that for the PS1 that got into like an early alpha state. And it's out there. The ROM's out there. It's even worse than the N64 one. Ooh. Worse. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> worse. It is. No, no. It's. They tried. They started building the game, and I think the 64 one came out, and they were like, well, I don't know what to do other than to cancel this project and throw it in the garbage. 
there's some really cool stories like that. Like they had an early alpha of uh, Resident Evil 2 for Game Boy Advance. I saw that. And it and it's like nuts. It's it, it looks like the graphical fidelity looks pretty equi- like equivocal to uh, the PS1's graphics. I was really impressed by. It. I can't believe how powerful that little system. Someone even did a uh, Metal Gear Solid that first intro level you go to, like when you mm-hmm, come up right. through the water and you go through all the crates and stuff. Yeah, they did that whole area. That's a that's some kind of like parallax emulated 3D, right? That yeah, yeah the GBA is. was and, actually able to do somehow, yeah, magically. And some guy recently actually just uh, remade uh, Engine to develop for the GBA using the uh, parallax. So people are trying to make 3D games for the GBA, that's awesome. which is cool. Yeah, uh, I love I love seeing all this this new wave support for <laughs> these classic consoles, man. That's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought cool. X versus Sever was the was the top of the of the heap for 3D graphics on the Game Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, that, that was Game Boy Advanced. Cool. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, they had a bunch of 3D in there. Uh, Iridian is another really cool one. That shooter. Then they have uh, Monkey Ball Junior. They have I yeah, can't just picked up another one. But it's pretty crazy to pop in a Game Boy Advance game 3D. I know uh, Stop Skeletons from Fighting does a bunch of videos on it. cool. Well, that's a lot of fun, man. I, I can't believe uh, looking at these prices for some of these cards, especially 64 games, how much they go for. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spicy. Yeah, there's some I don't know if I'll ever have. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Clay Fighter? Yeah. Sculptor's Cut is like $600, $800. Oof. Wow. Like, I, I can't swallow that pill. Like, unless the game, even if the game's amazing, that's just way too much to spend on pretty much anything. But uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to convince myself or my wife of that one see you could always go like super elite hacker with it and get an empty cart and load it up yourself oh man speaking of which that kind of happened to me yeah so i got this uh well not that scenario but i got lucky uh i got a lot of eight games no no it was 10 games 10 and 64 games off of ebay for like 20 bucks i got it because i had a bunch of those like crappy filler sports games that i have to get to complete it yeah and I was like, whatever. And they had one blank one in there. They're like, I don't know what this is. You know, I didn't test them. And normally when I'm like, people don't test them, like they're full of shit. Like some of them must be broken. And I don't know. I'm just pessimistic about people saying they don't test them. So I got the games in and I get the blank one and I pull it out and I check the PCB and I check the number on the PCB and it's coming up with a few results. But one of them is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, and no. So I go onto the, uh, one of the forums on here and I'm like, hey, I took a picture of the PCB. I'm like, can you guys help me identify what this is? And like three guys come back, like, that's Conker's Bad Fur Day. And the guy's like, yeah, here's my PCB. It's the same one. So I end up fixing a couple of traces on the board because two or so of them are bad. I pop it in and it fires up. And yeah, man, I paid like 20 bucks for it for the lot of 10 games. And Conker's Bad Fur Day was in there. And that one goes for like $85, something like that. So it was a pretty cool find. I imagine a lot of those rare games are, uh, well, pretty rare now. So yeah, ultra yeah. rare, rare. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> rare squared nice rare squared. you just gotta get like a label put a new label on there and you're good to go yeah there's a few people who make them so it wouldn't be too hard to do yeah and the, the conquer bath for a day label isn't that intricate so you won't be able to tell the difference yeah i ordered a few replacement labels for some game boys that i'm going to be restoring for the channel uh, and those were, I mean, like two dollars or dollar eighty or something like that. Those weren't bad at all. So I imagine that you should be able to get a repro pretty cheaply as well. Oh yeah, I think they're like four bucks. I get it from uh, the same guy on Etsy all the time, and mm. he's usually pretty good about stuff. I think I've 
yeah, I've got a bunch of them, but they're always pretty good quality. Man, I love thinking about all these little these little restorations to bring things back to original, you know? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about, and I know I've been talking to you guys about it, but I've been thinking a lot about retrobriting lately because there there seems to be a few different paths. And for our listeners, if you don't know what retrobriting is, it's um, these older plastics that these cases are made of tend to yellow over time with exposure to sun. And you can actually reverse that, which is or pretty cool. Cigarettes. <laughs> or cigarettes. <laughs> Your war vet dad sits there and plays Doom all day and just chain smokes. <laughs> I got a buddy who, whose dad was like that. So I'm going to be uh, doing some experimentations on the best methods to uh, restore some of these consoles. I think that'll be a lot of fun. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome to follow along to and just yeah see that see that happen. Um, are you guys gonna do a little bit newer gen at all, like like PS Vita era PSP? I'm definitely going to be doing some some PSP mods eventually. I have a PSP on the way, uh, and I think they could they could do a little love and show people how to restore it as well. I'm waiting yeah. for my PS Vita screen to come in so I can put that one together. I think about as far as I'm going to go is PlayStation Three because uh, that's a that's a great entry level emulation box, especially right. if you get a PS3 fat because you can play PS1 and PS2 games on it. So yeah, I think about as far as I'm going to go is the PS3 because uh, it can be a great little entry level retro gaming machine if you want to, and it'll play PS3 games if you want. You could do that, or you could uh, run like a PS3 emulator and play that on your PC or your, X- your Xbox Series X. Ugh. You know, you go go crazy in there. I haven't done it, but I hear people do it. It's fine. It's it's possible. PS2 is bad enough <laughs> as it is. <laughs> Yeah, custom configurations for every single game is is a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's some that's some N sixty four Moopin Retroid Pocket two level shit right there. Oh my god, the, <laughs> the Moopin drama is amazing, man. Yeah. I love watching it, <laughs> and I've spent the past like three days uh, repackaging the firmware and the pre install folders and giving people a root solution. Like my fucking hands hurt from all the typing, from writing guides and setting everything up. <laughs> Yeah, you are slaying in there. Like I, I do hop in and watch that, and I'm like, well, I do feel completely useless, but look at Thorgo. Those guys, and all you guys are just rocking it in there. It's it's really fun just to follow along, too. Even if I'm like, ah, oh, I should probably help out right now, but I'm but, fucked. And, and again, this directly involves Chush because he's a madman with it, but Holy crap, the, the Moopin drama of getting the right build of Moopin out of hundreds or whatever it was that runs rare games at 30 plus frames per second on the RP2 is just, that's, it's so specific, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, Perfect perfect Dark seems like it's just never ending to get that thing to run stable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still have uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day glitches on my my mega PC that I do all my CAD work on, you know. So even on like modern hardware, like the Nvidia Shield TV, it's you can't run Donkey Kong sixty four well. Like I can't no. get the textures to look right. No, and Donkey Kong's all flopping around. Like I've tried so many like GLS one, GLS two, GLS three versions of Moopin, and it just all looks like garbage. So yep. I think that's I think it's a Moopin thing more than a hardware thing. Well, and you know, I'm not crapping on Moopin. I just, I just understand that these small changes break other things, you know, right. <laughs> in their releases. Right. Well, I mean, the code base is from what 2007 or something, and they just, I think it's 2008. 2008, and yeah, 
wasn't really developed much further past that, just like little iterations of the original code. Yeah, I do think about that every now and then. I'm like, I should put up like a $2,000 bounty for a brand new 64 emulator, you know, just to just to get it done. Or, you know, what you could do, you could build one of those uh, portable ones. You see the guy who made the uh, portable N64 SP? No. What, what's this madness? Oh, I saw that. It's super thin. Yeah, it's like a... So what he did, and this is what I'm going to be trying to build. What he did is he, uh, he made a custom PCB. So you move over the CPU and the GPU from uh, like the processor and the uh, main graphics processor from the N64 motherboard. You desolder them from there, put it on this new board. And then he solved the issue of having the expansion pack because it's big and clunky and he couldn't really fit it in the uh, foldable case. Yeah. And instead, he put two four megabyte RAM chips on the board as opposed to the two right. that were on the initial one. So that way he eliminated that issue. Then he had a ribbon out connector. He had everything in there. So really, there's only like two wires that you would need to connect in order to get the thing <laughs> to work. It, it's USB-C rechargeable. Like it's, it's rad, man. Oh, man, that sounds crazy. Awesome. Yeah, so, and everything's 3D printable on it, the buttons, the uh, case. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I was like, well, I'm getting all these games, and I got to be able to and God knows I can't use my TV with my little pony on it all the time, so <laughs> I got to make a portable solution. Well, what do you, I mean, what size was the screen? How about that? I think the screen's a four and a half inch, I want to say. Okay. But that could be wrong. I need to double check it, but I do know he made a watermelon. That's most important. So it's oh, pretty wow. close, like translucent red and mm-hmm. clear, just like the initial console. And I haven't gotten into to, uh, 3D printing any kind of clear material yet, but it was really cool the way he did it. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm going to order up the PCBs. I had to do it before when I made the uh, Sony cart dumper. So the PCBs take like a week to come. Mm-hmm. And they're like 10 bucks. Like it's oh, when, when I first heard about like ordering custom PCBs, I was like imagining this really convoluted, expensive process, but it's super easy. If, you, if you're only doing two sides, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about sure. it. So yeah, that's an exciting project. Well, man, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see the results of that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, mine will probably look like a cardboard box with some holes in it. <laughs> Perfect. What, yeah. the, what we call version one. <laughs> version one, yeah. Yeah, the final version. The Waz box was pretty much just four pieces of wood. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. With a PCB <laughs> glued on. I, I had a buddy back in college uh, who ran his, because he was one of those basement dwelling zine guys, right? It's like the government's going to get you, you know? Uh, yeah. I know one or two. Yeah. Yeah. But his whole PC setup um, was like heavily modified Tupperware containers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a power cable. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, don't knock Tupperware. That was my headlights on my old uh, Corolla, my '89 Corolla. I <laughs> smashed up the headlights. Resto mod. <laughs> and I was way too cheap at the time, my early twenties, to to buy new headlamps when from the accident. So I just like went to Target, got cheap Tupperware, and I duct taped them on there. Hell and, uh, yeah! Sold the car that way actually. <laughs> it lasted that long. It lasted that long. That's fantastic. <laughs> So, I mean, a Tupperware PC build, that sounds pretty neat. Minus the heat that's going to get generated, of course. Because Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't closed Tupperware. It was just like... Open Tupperware sta- design? Yeah, he made standoffs for the, the boards and stuff out what? of uh, toilet paper tubes. 
But why would you need standoffs if you have a plastic case? Because it was it was sitting down in it. I don't I don't know why his we called him Pugsley. I don't know why we <laughs> we, we, we even Pugsley. interacted with this dude. I don't even remember. We need Pugsley as a guest. We need to interview him about this design. <laughs> the dude's probably dead, man. Like he was a <laughs> lunatic. Oh man. I just I need to know about this bill. Sorry, I can't download uh Discord. The government's gonna listen to me. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, that's also true. But <laughs> I wonder if he had like his hamster going in th- through those tubes because it sounds like a great like gerbil or hamster uh, <laughs> case and a PC case like hybrid. Yeah, until it gets into the uh, heatsink fan. Right. Sure. Yeah, I know. Oh no, no little <laughs> little, little, little hamster barbecue. <laughs> Mister Cheeks, Mister Cheeks, no, d- d- no, d- Senor Nibbles, no. <laughs> That's his death sounds. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to not make these episodes dark anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, but when you do decap it, the SMDs are a pain in the butt. Those are the surface mounted ones for anyone who doesn't know. They're the ones that are like flat tiny, against tiny it. Ones. Yeah, you can barely even see the metal exposed. So it's like a pain in the butt to get any kind of solder and you have to like move back and forth. It's kind of like uh, Austin Powers when he's in that hallway. You just kind of have to wiggle back <laughs> yeah, and forth baby. the entire time until yeah. you finally get it off. <clears throat> but uh, I saw this episode because I was trying to figure out how to remove those easily. If you take, and this sounds ridiculous and it sounds like I'm an idiot, but I promise I tried this and it works. If you take like needle nose pliers and you squeeze it down on it and you push down on the board, then twist, it snaps yeah. off cleanly and it never tears up the feet. Like yeah. you're more likely to tear off the feet if you melt them off. So just, yeah, that I, I used it this last time that I had to do it on the Game Gear. Mm-hmm. And it was a lifesaver. I took them all off so much quicker. Yeah. Okay. See, so you already did now. I don't even know why I tried, man. Oh no, no, I'm. Not, <laughs> I'm not breaking your ball. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the tip. We had oh, we had a, a brief conversation about reflow stations, and my whole thing with this is I because I have all the the big boy equipment, uh, including an infrared, um, infrared and hot air rework station. Don't um, tell that to Pugsley. Off. What's that? Don't tell that to Pugsley. I'll scare him right <laughs> off your property. Like, infrared, what did you just say? Oh, hell no. Get the so, fuck out of here. I'm going back to my hamster cage. I'm normally working with the, the infrared beam and like Teflon uh, tweezers, right? So yeah. I, I need to go back to doing this a, li- a little bit lower tech uh, because otherwise I don't, I don't think people relate to having a $5,600 infrared rework yeah, station. Yeah, you're just going to be flexing on them. They're going to be like, this, guy, this guy's toys are too expensive. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably going to go back to What you do now is you take your CNC machine. <laughs> it's really easy, guys. Uh, you just take your, your CNC machine and uh, <laughs> take your UV printer and build a virtual boy. <laughs> infrared makes me think of the virtual boy. Just that's right the off the back. The virtual boy. Red. Oh man, I didn't buy a virtual boy. Black. Well, you got to you got to res you got to res please a, a virtual boy and like oh, modernize man. it. If you can find one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you can find them anymore. Man. And it's not it's not even about the price, but yeah. yeah. Virtual boys are weird though. They're, they're kind of in that weird spot where they're not really that expensive when you do find them, but they're just so damn hard to find. Yeah. That like they almost never pop up, it seems like. But yeah, Saturns are outrageous. Well, I, I I think I was looking around on eBay, and it was like, this one works, and I have a controller, $150. I'm like, bro, no way. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, come on. 
I don't have the video cable. I don't have I don't have the power cable, even though I'm swearing it works. Right. Yeah. Sure. It doesn't even have a motion cores like the PS2 does. Like, come on, stupid Saturn. <laughs> yeah, my favorite are the uh, listings that say might work or don't know what's wrong with it. And they want like 90% of a working price. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, I, I'm not going to invest this in something that may or may not work. Like, This is a gamble for me. Like, how are you not going to go lower on that price? Those are fun. Yeah. But I just pretty much avoid those. I, I tend to search for stuff that says uh, for parts or repairs. Because that just means it needs new batteries or? Well, not just new batteries, <laughs> but like this this uh, Game Boy Advance SP Model 101, right? With the nice screen. Yeah. The listing I got it from said, you know, essentially like it works, but not really, you know, so getting rid of it. And, and another Game Boy Advance. I was like, all right, I'll take it, whatever. I opened the thing up. I, I moved one tiny thing inside of it, the little switch that detects the cartridges, right? And the thing works flawlessly now. People give up too easy on their, yeah. on their devices. They're just like, well, it's dead now. I'm like, well, I, rip, I ripped my left joystick. But that's where you, that's what makes the hobby like, affordable for you. You buy mm-hmm. the cheap ones and then fix them up. And then there you go. Well, it seems to be one of those things where like there are certain types of people who would be like, okay, this is broken. I want to see how to fix it. And then there are the other types of people who are like, this is broken. I'm going to get a new. Yeah. And it's there. There's no, they don't try. It's not like they don't try hard. Like they just don't try because they're like, it's magic. Magic makes this work. And I don't know (laughs) magic. So (laughs) The magic's gone. The man who made this was a wizard. Yeah. This is out of magic. Like I've, uh, (laughs) I helped my, mother-in-law recently with uh her computer because she said it wasn't connecting to her wi-fi and all i did is reinstall her drivers for her wi-fi and i thought i would mess with her because she always has weird issues like one time she said her computer wouldn't turn on and it's because <laughs> she didn't charge it and it's a laptop so this time i told her her computer was out of wi-fi fluid and she said she would reimburse <laughs> she told me she would reimburse me for the wi-fi fluid and I could, like, <laughs> let her in on it but like it's it's like that kind of situation. I feel like I need to mess with people more. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm definitely not her favorite son-in-law, but yeah, it's fun. I think I think we're all our family's tech support at this point, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Although I've been telling my family no more and more often. Oh, have you? Like, well, at least at least my ex family like my 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 ex father in law he'll he'll ask me for something I'm like you know the geek squad <laughs> they're not the best but they are there <laughs> and I'm not so I'll probably look at it next time I'm over but just go to Best Buy it's fine see my my in-laws would rather take something back to the store than than feel like they're imposing and I don't understand that to be honest with you yeah, like uh, on uh, on Christmas Day, we weren't doing anything. We were just we'd already opened presents. We uh, were just sitting there, and my mother in law casually mentioned that my uh, brother in law, who's autistic, his his computer wasn't working. I was like, "Oh, I'll go take a look at it and I'll fix it." Yeah, all I did because there was something really screwed up with it. Uh, all I did was reinstall Windows on it. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't need a USB drive or anything like that. He didn't have any files on it. He just uses yeah. it to watch Netflix and stuff. You know, so I reinstalled Windows on it and. And you would think like, like I had a magic wand, you know, <laughs> with, just the, with the, just like, oh, how'd you do that? It's like, well, I let Whoa. it sit for an hour. 
<laughs> Did you come floating out of the room with your arms spread out and like a light behind you? <laughs> I am Thor. <laughs> it has been done. It's just it the windows reinstall. It was like seven mouse clicks or something like that and typing his name in at a password. That was it. Yeah, I, I put an SSD in my mother-in-law's computer. Same mother-in-law and she thought I bought her a new laptop. Like, no, it's, no, it's the same one, but yeah, I, I, I definitely used to go the extra mile for, for family and friends long ago. I've learned better now, but I used to be knee deep in wireless issues mm-hmm. on friends and family. And yeah, here's well, your issue. Oh, you have, you got some porn virus. <laughs> now the thing is, is my friends asking me if I can hack something. Oh yeah! Like, can you jailbreak this? Like, why do you want to jailbreak it, man? I don't know. I heard you could do cool stuff with it. Okay, what do you want to do with it? I don't know. I want to find out. <laughs> then go to YouTube, dude. The, the best moment I, I can relate to on this was I used to work at at a patent uh, law firm with a lot of slick, smart people. Right. So mm-hmm. one of these attorneys comes up to my desk asking for tech support, but then he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, you ever hear of the dark web?" <laughs> i'm like oh, oh really he's like I hear, dark web he's like i hear you can get i hear you can get a, a browser that'll take you to the portal that'll get you to the dark web and uh <laughs> you ever hear about that i'm like oh my god yeah yeah i i've heard about that but you're not gonna want to talk about that around these parts here <laughs> <laughs> i better not see any tour traffic coming through our network you son of a bitch if they say uh, shut up alexa's right there <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. How many grenades would you like? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Uh, that was, that's Just all covert story. and shit. Yeah. Yo, like, dog, hey, man. You heard of the dark web? You heard of the dark web? I heard you can buy weed cigarettes on there. Cigarettes. The best part is this guy's name was Jake. Like, Jake. Jake. <laughs> you know that guy wore an upside down visor in college. All right. He, you know he did. He did. He he fucking did. He had a fan. I'm pretty sure he wore a fanny pack to the office. Um, it <laughs> woo, woo. Although fanny packs are pretty cool these days. That's one of those names that you have to like spit when you're insulting or assaulting him with something. You have to be like, listen, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you hear? Listen here, Jake. There ain't gonna be no dark web around these parts. <laughs> Well, speaking of dark web, boys, I, th- I think we- it's time for us to go dark. What do you think? Okay, I think so. Yeah, this has been a great chat, and I've had uh, a lot of fun geeking out about retro consoles with y'all. Yeah, I guess. Likewise. Same here. Thank you very much. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to BRB Gamer again. Uh, we love you all, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Thor. Stubborn Pixel. Retro GM. Declan. We'll catch you guys later. Oh, yeah.
off no, any of the pre-podcast content. Don't put it in. And I know because I've said this now. Now you're going to put it in. Don't don't listen. Just just put whatever you feel like in. You're you're the one editing. Just just do what you got to do. Yes, in the Christmas episode, there is a, no. a doom-based mom blowjob joke. Thank God that the podcast I have an avatar, and not my, <laughs> yeah, right. And I will never share it on Facebook. <laughs> no, no, mom, don't blow demons in the bathroom. Not on my do account. Do it in your own house, not while I'm watching. <laughs> doom-based mom blowjob joke. No, no, mom. 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 Don't, don't, don't blow demons in the bathroom. Not, 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 not on my account. Do it in your own house, not while I'm watching, 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 watching. Doom-based mom blowjob joke. No, no, mom. Don't, don't, don't blow demons in the bathroom. Not, 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 not on my account. Do it in your own house, not while I'm watching, 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 watching. <laughs>